But have you ever asked anybody who's made that kind of comment why they feel that way? Um, I have done on comment threads. I know they say you should never go on oh, comment oh, threads. Oh, no. Don't, don't do that. Do that. Don't do that. Don't feed the Why did don't I do, do it? That. The abuse I suffered Are you after. serious? Oh, oh, God. How dare you question me? I, I bet can... you can't get a man. I was like, wow. Really? wow. Just asking you one question, love. But Don't okay. do it. Don't, don't so do it. So you just pull do back. It. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't ever go oh. in the comments. So it's not actually been somebody you Tuned in to the conversation. For her, by her. This episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. So hello, welcome back to the Conversation Podcast. This is Zulika and I'm joined by a wonderful panel of ladies today to discuss all things hair. So can we please introduce ourselves? Hi there, it's Cheryl Fergus Ferrell, also known as Croydonia Queen. Good to be here. Hi, it's Annie, the journalist and regular on the podcast. And I also have short hair now. (laughs) (laughs) We're also joined by a very special guest today. Regina, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Regina. I'm a hairstylist. I have been for the last 18 years. I work with all different types of hair, so I'm not specific to one particular type. So any questions are welcome. I will try and answer them. I am (laughs) looking for a trim, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We can arrange that. (laughs) Um, So before we get into the main body of the topic, I just want to ask you all, what is the worst haircut you've ever had? Or just hairdo. <laughs> Let's say worst hairdo or haircut you've ever had. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll go first on that one. So this was probably about 15 years ago, or nearly 15 years ago, when I was living in High Barnet. And at the time, there wasn't a, it wasn't a particularly diverse place, so there wasn't a lot of black people around. Definitely no black salons near where I lived. So trying to get my hair done was an absolute nightmare. And I thought, do you know what? Um, I'll have a look at some of the local ones and just ask, because sometimes they do have um, stylists that can do Afro hair. So I went into this salon and I said, um, you know, I'm just looking for a colour. I thought, I'm not going to trust them with a the relaxer. I will go all the way into London to my friend for that. But all I want is a colour and just a trim. They can't botch they can't, that up, surely. Anyway, <laughs> I was told that the um, that they had somebody that could do Afro hair. It was no problem. So anyway, um, they dyed my hair, which came out fairly okay. And she said to me, well, instead of trimming it just with the scissors, I'm going to use the bladed comb. Oh. So I'm thinking, bladed comb? Oh. Bladed, I've never seen bladed comb in my life. Oh. Okay, go on then. All I could see was her holding my hair up and... <laughs> Just hacking almost it. hacking at it, oh, like God. something out of a pea. I looked like a peacock at the end. And my oh. mum happened to be visiting the next day for the weekend, and she was brushing my hair, and she said, oh my, she was almost in tears. What have they done to your hair? They've completely butchered it. You oh, don't no. do that to Afro hair. Oh, so anyway, I went back, and I said it was a bit rubbish. And, um, yeah, they gave me a free... Uh, Massage treatment. Not <laughs> they didn't, I was going to say free yeah, hair. They didn't fix your hair. <laughs> not that it helped. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! My worst haircut was when I was living in Spain, and um, I went into a hairdresser's, um, and they measure. They ask you how short you want it, and they measure it by how many fingers to cut it. Oh, so they yeah. say, "Oh, how many fingers do you want?" So I said, "Oh, can I just have like two fingers short?" Basically, they don't do it by inches. But obviously the hairdresser's fingers were a lot thicker than mine. <laughs> so whereas I asked for two fingers, it was actually one of his fingers. Oh so my he God. did two of his fingers because he had fatter fingers. And it was just awful because it just didn't suit me at all. And I had a lot of chins at that time. And yeah, the hair was just far too short. And yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It just, yeah, oh. it was just, oh, yeah. That sucks. The hair grows. Thank God. That's the one the thing, yeah. so, one saving grace. You know, it was all right in the end. <laughs> I think the, wor- the worst haircut I've ever had, I was, I had cut my hair, my hair is for audience members at home. Um, my hair is very curly and I had a short, straightened pixie cut. And the person giving me the cut, I said to them, you have to be really careful with my hair and you're going to have to thin it out because it's very thick and a pixie cut with very thick hair can look a bit dodge. Yeah. 
Anyway, she didn't listen. I looked like a, I want to say a really budget Tilda Swinton. Oh, wow. Like, it was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, but Tilda looks great. Yeah, it suits her, doesn't it? I just look like a really budget version, like (laughs) Zed movie version of Tilda Swinton. It was so, so (laughs) atrocious. And I I came home and my mum said, my mum sort of looked at me and she was like, um, did you go to the hairdressers today? And I said, yeah. She's like, oh, so this is, and I said, yes, this is um, what I've got now. She said, yeah, you need to go back. <laughs> wow. You need to complain. You can trust your mum to keep it real with you. No, she's so, she's so real with me. Like, there's no chance I'm ever going to have an ego inflation or anything Did you like go that. back then? I totally went back. Because you also went back to the hairdressers. Yeah. You see, if I get a bad haircut. I wouldn't let them touch it again, though. I, I, I wouldn't say anything. Oh, I asked for a polite. different hairdresser ah, to fix it. Okay. Yeah. Good on you, though. Yeah. Did they fix it? They did. Okay. They did. And they gave me a really cool asymmetrical, like, pixie cut, which is what I had asked for in the first place. You just don't listen sometimes. That's the frustrating thing. That's a real problem. Yeah. What about you, Regina? What's the worst you've had? I don't think I've ever had, like, a bad haircut. Um, Only because prior to being a hairdresser, I spent most of my life in braids. Okay. Ah. However, I have a very embarrassing moment, which um, the few... Very few people who know about it. Oh, <laughs> are you going to reveal it now? <laughs> yeah, I will actually. Um, yeah, this is quite exclusive because I think only two or three people know about it. But a few years ago, I wanted to put my hair in weaves, so I I did like this circular braids. Oh yeah. Around my hair, so you know, on my head, so that it would look really good. But because of timing, there wasn't enough time to actually stitch the weave in. Mm-hmm. And I was going back to Belgium, so my mom was just like, don't worry, just get her to sti- to plait it. And then when you come here, we'll stitch it in together. And I thought, yeah, amazing. So I have the circular weave, and then I've got the point coming out. And put on my hat, because I'm just like, oh, it's all right. I'm only catching the Eurostar. And then I get to security, and they're like, you have to take your hat off. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. And you know when you're like, excuse me? I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, and I, was, oh. and I was just like, I like, I, I can't, I can't take my hat off. Like, <laughs> and they were just like, no, ma'am, you have to take your hat off. And like, it was just horrible because the black men, they all kind of like, you could see, they knew what was coming. <laughs> The black woman kind of stood there, yeah, you know. <laughs> and I literally had no choice because I had to go through the metal detector and I just oh. never thought that that might be an issue. Oh. I literally had to take my hat off, put it in the basket, and I put my hands on my head because oh. had my hair been cane road like really stylishly, it would have been cool, but it was just this circular thing going around my head <laughs> with the peak at the top of it. Worst moment ever. Oh, no. I got through it though. I survived. Yeah. At least they didn't know you personally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah. No, but they you do weren't... work there. You know, you see, you go back time to time and you yeah. see the, the same, same faces. People. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. yeah they so didn't I'm take sh- pictures, did they? No. No, they thank God for that. <laughs> but I'm sure they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> watching through the CCTV. Like, oh my God, what is I'm this sure. girl doing? Do they elbow you the next time I see? Like, yeah, yeah, now, So yeah. Wow. That was. I think, and, and my friend who does my hair, like, I had to phone her straight away and be like, you are never going to believe this. <laughs> and to this day, she will still laugh at me for it. <laughs> <laughs> you need friends like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else you going to do too crying? Soon, <laughs> you can, yeah, you <laughs> so that leads me into, like, obviously, Regina, you are a hairstylist, and this incident happened prior to you becoming a hairstylist. No, right? I wasn't. Oh, you were, you were, yeah. okay. So you, who do you, tr- you, you trust this friend with your hair? Or do you do your yeah. own hair now, now that you're more... I mean, <laughs> when it comes to, like, simple stuff like blow-drying and that, like, mm. I'll do it myself. Um, ex- occasionally, I feel extremely brave, and I'll do my colour myself, too, but it's, it takes forever. Mm. Um, but me and her, we trained together, so I okay. literally... I moved to London to become a hairstylist, and then we ended up in a salon together in Shoreditch um, and we trained together. So we've like been through everything on that respect together. So 
I'd feel very unfaithful if I went somewhere else. <laughs> you know she's the real deal. <laughs> she's the real deal, yeah. but you know, like we've got a re- yeah, we've got, got a friendship, bond, you yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It is about trust, I think. It yeah, is. it is. I feel like women do just generally have like a really strong yeah. bond with their hairdressers. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know any of you experiences. Not no. really. No. <laughs> I'm going to mine actually when I leave here. <laughs> I don't. Me, I don't have coming? like a specific hairdresser that I like ask for when right. I have like a hairdressers that I go to all the time okay but like oh, but you agree with they've them. all they've all done my hair and like I've been pretty happy with that you know so um I, I'm not really attached to one single hairdresser mm. um yeah so in that sense I don't really have that strong bond <laughs> do you feel um do you not feel that maybe if you had a relationship with a hairdresser that it could like do you ever walk out thinking oh god I'd wish I didn't have this person this time. I wish. Um, not at the hairdressers I go to now, okay. but like in the past, I've been like, oh yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Um, and that's when I've sort of, but then I've always been in sort of limbo when it comes to like living in one single spot. Right. Whereas where I've where I've been living now in London, I've been living there for a, a few years now, so I feel a lot more. Built up that settled yeah. Yeah. yeah so I feel like you know I can actually have like a permanent hairdressers that I go to all the time whereas before I've just been like here there and everywhere so it didn't really make sense to just like go to the same hairdresser every time got you so yeah I think it just sort of it comes in waves as you know wherever my life is going mm. really I think it that leads me on into a quite an interesting point that I think is I think when you have, say, a more difficult hair type like Afro hair, you're more weary yes. mm. of who you go to. Yeah, I was going to say and that. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, tr- I imagine trusting, because so, yeah. I mean, even my hair, my hair is not is, is curly. It's not like say, it's not it's not very kinky. It's more coily. But the, the even my hair, I walk into like a, a Western hairdressers, and sometimes they're like, nope, nope. No, as a kid, they'd just be like, no, can't deal with that. We don't really? even know. They'll yeah. actually say they yeah, can't do it. Yeah, they would just, no, no, can't deal with it, can't deal with it. Oh, and so yeah. I think it, I think that kind of, that feeling of, like, rejection sometimes yeah. can lead people to really be very attached to... Yeah, once you find a good one, that's yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. So, Regina, have you experienced, like, have you got clients that will only use you, like, they're not going to anywhere else? Yeah, yeah, I have, you know... Um, Obviously, over the years, I've built up a relationship with people. And a lot of these people, like when I was in salon, I was in salon for nine years and then I've been freelancing for nine years. Okay. And when I was in salons, I built up a lot of these relationships. And since then, you know, it's like they've seen me go through a journey. Mm. So you've got this relationship with people whereby you know what's going on in their life. They know what's going on. They're mm. my biggest supporters at the end of the day. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, they jealous, been... really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they're there, you know. And, mm. and like, they've seen me through the brokest of broke times. They've seen me through the best of best times. I went on tour last year with a style, with, a, with an artist for a few months. And, like, I kind of had to announce to everyone that, you know, I'll be gone for a few months. And everybody just looked at me like, have you lost your mind? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or even when I book a holiday, people are like, we didn't discuss this. Like, yeah. how dare yeah. you go? And it's just yeah, like, yeah. oh, I need a break, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys think about, like, maybe having, like, a backup hairdresser? Or is that, like... Sacrilege. Um, do you know what? It, when I was younger, hairdressers need holidays too. You know, yeah. no, they don't. Very true. <laughs> My mum had about that. two people, but now I've I've just got I've just got Tamika. Shout out to Tamika. She's amazing. <laughs> so she can't go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> or she needs to let me know in advance so I can plan it. Yeah, okay, right. you, two you, weeks to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My hairdresser has currently changed careers, oh. and oh. she's she's left me completely and um i feel so abandoned i won't lie i feel so (laughs) i feel so abandoned and yes there are there are other people i can go to but she has been my hairdresser she's seen me from having a shaved head Mm. to how long my hair is now and it's sort of chin length and she's seen me through all of that and so i feel like we've got a really really strong bond and we're not like friends friends like we we won't meet up for coffee and whatever but for those you know that hour and a half that mm. we're together yeah we talk about anything and everything and yeah you know 
Nicole, I understand that you had to like go and live your dreams or whatever, but I'm really just like, I'm, I'm a bit salty. Like, get really, like, a little bit of private stuff, just <laughs> no, go to her house. You don't want to no. even do that. It's not fair though. Somebody's oh, changing. Fair somebody's play. Cha- if she's, yeah. if she's yeah. definitely gone in a full, yeah. full on different direction. I understand I that kind of rejection. Yeah. Not with my hairdresser, but uh, with our local chippy shop owner. We've been going to him for years and then out of the blue, they just shut down. Oh my days. They didn't tell us or anything, you know. You turned up there waiting for your Friday yeah. fish and chips. It was gone. Shut us down. Gone. <laughs> yeah, so I understand. And now we just haven't found a replacement chip. It's so cruel, isn't it? It's really cruel. Really cruel. Yeah. Really cruel. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, Regina, I wanted to ask you, like, the, the kinds of clients that you have. Obviously, you, you work with Afro hair as well as, like, European hair. Mm-hmm. And what are the main challenges that you've found, like, in dealing with those, those hair types? And also, have... Has somebody ever come in, say a white person ever come in and said, I want this style and you've had to say, no, that's appropriative. I'm not going to do that. Oh, that's the question, isn't it? Um, okay. F- the first part of the question was, have I, what are the, 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 diff- challenge, yeah, the challenges? Yeah. I don't think I have come across any challenges specifically to a particular hair type mm-hmm. only because when I did actually come here, I, my initial background was tourism management. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know, right? And I went to this office every day, <laughs> and I, for six months, I lasted six months in this office after studying. And I used to think I'm, I have to literally do this until I'm sixty-five. Mm. And I thought I'm just gonna do something I really like. So came to London. I was like, Mom, I'm moving to London. I'm gonna become a hairdresser. Bye. <laughs> Hung up quickly because obviously I didn't want to hear what she had to say. <laughs> but the idea when I came here was. <laughs> That I was never not going to limit myself, you know. I wanted, I specifically wanted to work somewhere where they dealt with all hair types, mm. and London is one of those places where, as much as people complain, is not diverse enough in that respect. It is actually one of the most diverse places in the world. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, in terms of you know, you do have stylists who can do. I've got loads of stylists who, who you know, they can do both hair types. Mm-hmm. Nothing will phase them. Um, I think the challenges come more with um, getting to know people when they return to you. Like, you know, when people want to come back and <laughs> and then you get that favorite, like you met somebody and then two months later they come back and they're like, I'll have exactly what you did two months ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I slept since then. Uh, yeah, and yeah, you're just yeah. like, mm, okay. <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> it's little challenges like that. But I, I, I like challenges. I'm not really one to be running away from them. So I haven't found that challenging. Um, And when it comes to culturally appropriate hairstyles, that's a difficult one. I don't think anybody has ever come to me and said, could I? Mm -hmm. Um, I think also people need to look at why they do the things they do in Mm -hmm. terms of like, if you're going to have a hairstyle, I've been on shoots and I've put braids in Caucasian hair. Yeah. You know, loads of single... Pl- but I had, like, there's a vision at the end of it. Sure. And it's, it's from a creative perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's never been to, you know, offend any culture or anything oh. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're going to do it because you want to do something th- that's interesting, that's diverse, because everybody copies somehow somebody else's culture do you so. know what i mean yeah, so okay. it's very difficult to be like you can't braid your hair because this is our hairstyle because you dye your hair but that's not natural to your culture like just little mm. things like that do you know what i mean so mm. you have to be very careful what i don't agree with and i understand again i can understand why it was done is for example when kim k did her boxer braids yes you know i don't necessarily i don't mind her doing the hairstyle why not it looked cute on her but i didn't like the rebranding of it yeah that i thought and i understand that for marketing purposes probably people thought this will sell better if we mm-hmm. name it this yes but well, that's essentially what whitewashing is though isn't it yeah and that's um, yeah you yeah. know so that I don't necessarily yeah. agree with. Like, if you're going to do something, be straightforward about it. Yeah. Like, you like it, mm. rock it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If it but suits appreciate you, it for better. what it is. Yeah, and exactly. don't try to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of where I, I stand on that as well, really. Yeah. I, I do struggle a little bit with um, the, the cultural appropriation. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but I do think as, as a black woman who does straighten, I straighten my hair. Mm. So... 
how can I be upset with somebody who wants to wear braids when I never wear braids and I always have my hair straight or, you, you know, so, so I, I just think I would feel a little bit hypocritical mm. if, and I think if somebody's wearing a hairstyle that they like and they appreciate it, I don't think sometimes there's necessarily a deeper meaning than that. Yeah. I think sometimes we're looking for something deeper that doesn't necessarily exist. I totally agree with you. Not saying it's in, in every case, but certainly in my case, mm. I just my hair is so thick that I just struggle to manage it and I just find it a little bit easier to have it texturized or to have it relaxed and it's just what I like. Mm -hmm. I hate having to feel like I have to justify, even to other black women sometimes, because there's that judgment of, well, I, you know, why don't you wear your hair natural? Or you should, you should have it this way. Mm. Well, I'm not telling you how to have your hair. Mm. I can have my hair how I want to have my hair. Sorry, I didn't realise I needed to get somebody's approval. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I need your approval for my own hairstyle. So if I feel that way... How dare I say that to somebody else? Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's that's my view on that. I one. imagine it's more of a case by case basis, and like what mm. your sort of individual views are. Because I imagine when it comes to appropriation, you can't sort of. It's not like one community is like not okay with that. Yeah. The whole community is not okay with that hairstyle. Mm. You know. So I imagine it's more of an individualistic thing. Like I feel a bit. I've said this before. Mm -hmm. Like when we've not been recording, that I feel like quite uncomfortable when I see like white people wearing locks or when they have dreads and stuff like that but then then again I'm not black so it doesn't really make sense for me to be like I should That's have interesting, a, actually. I, yeah. I should have a view on this or I should police this person yeah. <laughs> but why do you feel uncomfortable about it I don't know like because um I don't know it just makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm like do they know the history behind this hairstyle or you know, if, if black people wear bra like braids or dreads or locks, what kind of, you know, they're politicised a lot more for their hair, whereas white people when white people wear it, it's just like, oh, they're hippie. Yes, mm. yes, yeah. that's a very It's the connotations point. of, like, you know, yeah. um, On that the appearance side, of white people wearing these kinds of hairstyles. Mm. But then um, do you think that they would have, if, if, you know, white guy was to walk in here right now and he had locks, would you see him on a corporate level? I don't know. Mm, that's true. I think that's part of the problem. I, I think, think it comes yeah. with privilege. Yeah. I think there's a lot of privilege with wearing certain hairstyles, mm. you know, um, and then also like your skin colour and, you know, whatever your background is. Yeah. I think there's a lot of privilege that comes with it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to, I was basically going to say that because, I mean, let's talk about Bo Derek for a second. Mm-hmm. And when Bo Derek had all of those like cameras in her hair and it was like revolutionary and everyone was going on about how great it looked and like even Kim Kardashian, it was kind of like this, oh wow, Kim Kardashian has these braids in her hair and it's like, and black women are just like, but we've been, <laughs> we've been doing that. this. <laughs> Alicia Keys did this. Like everybody's been doing this. Why suddenly now when somebody who is white presenting or just like white and because, you know, they they match the, the current aesthetic of what we think is beauty, um, they get a fuss made of them and we're just sort of like, oh, yeah, well, you did it too, but, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, and I think it's kind of it's kind of part of the, the issue. And I I feel the same as you, Regina, that I don't think necessarily that people shouldn't. Mm do certain things and particularly say if you're um, a designer and you have, you know, you have a collection, like say if you're a black designer and you have a collection, you have white models, black models, mixed models, whatever, and you single out, you know, models with different textured hair to have different hairstyles when a collection is meant to have, you know, a cohesive look. Mm. I feel like that's a little bit different to people necessarily not being culturally sensitive in like a daily in their daily life. So do you think that there should be cultural sensitivity when it comes to commercialising hairstyles? I think to a certain extent, yes. So for example, um, I don't know who here has heard about this H&M scandal with this young, they had a they had a collection recently launching and they had a very young mm -hmm. um, young lady, young, young black model, and all the other models had their hair kind of nicely done and this young black girl um, had her hair, it was natural, but they hadn't laid her edges down. And they hadn't, um, they hadn't, they had obviously, her hair was like dry and they hadn't 
treated it the same way as the other model's hair. Right. It was basically just left as is, maybe unbrushed. It looked uncoated. extremely untidy. It looked Did really it? untidy. Uh, right. Like extremely. Yeah, yeah. it looked untidy. Like, like my mum wouldn't let me walk out of the house. Yeah, but I was just going to say, I mean, is it, was it a child model then? A child yeah. model, yeah. Like maybe she was 12. Where's the parent? Where's the guardian? Who, who allowed that? <laughs> who allowed her to go up <laughs> looking like that? <laughs> but if they had a hairstylist on set, it's they probably just had that. Yeah, yeah. they probably, probably just didn't know how, how to, to deal do. with how her to hair. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah, and so in 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 I that, imagine that happens a lot. Yeah, in that instance, yeah. I think you know, obviously, Regina, it's a bit different for you because you have experience dealing with all hair types. Mm-hmm. But when somebody's walking into a situation like that, and especially if you're a model or an actress or whatever, and you're expecting, oh yeah, you know, they're gonna have people that know, and then nobody knows. Mm. Yeah. It, Oh, I've I can experienced that feel, before, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've gone to weddings, been part of a wedding where the makeup and the hairstylist is there and my friends said, oh, you know, we've got a hairstylist there if you want to do it. And she didn't say whether the person could do Afro hair or not, but I must admit I did make an assumption. I was probably one of the only black people at the wedding and I just didn't want to risk it. So I just thought, no, I'll get my hair done the day before and I'll just, you know top it up and, and I'll fix it the way I want to fix it. I don't know if they're necessarily going to have read the makeup, the kind of colours that I'm going to want. So that is, uh, Zalika, completely, I've, I've lived that before where mm. you have to think, and I ask the question, do you have a stylist, a makeup artist that is familiar with doing my skin or my hair? Mm. I can't make that assumption that anywhere I go, any studio, whatever, they're going to have stuff for me. So I do bring my own. And that is, okay, as a woman, you can say, well, you're grown up, you can bring your... It's not right, but as Whitney says, it's not right, but it's okay. But for a child, a 12-year-old child, that's, you know, she wouldn't think to ask that. The mother may have assumed that they had the appropriate people there. Mm. So, yeah, that stinks. That's yeah. That side of it, those, those kind of things, the assumptions mm. that are made. A point you raised... Um, not too long ago about when you were saying if a white guy walked in with dreads um, and I appreciate what Annie was saying about it's kind of seen as cool and I, and I, I do get that side of it but I do also think that um, there is still judgment on that guy as you mentioned would you associate him with being in the corporate world or something along those lines yeah. my answer would be no yeah, and that's mm. terrible. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't associate. Ness- I know it is crazy, but it is how it shouldn't matter in any shape or form. Anybody should be able to wear a hairstyle. Mm. I'm not saying that that's what I necessarily feel, but I think society would judge anyone wearing long dreads if if you were walking in for a corporate job. Well, they do this in schools as well. They judge me for my earrings, for goodness sake. You know, (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) You can't wear anything that's too too bright or bold or ethnic or whatever. So, yeah. Why wouldn't they judge you? Too ethnic. Too ethnic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Annie, you were were going to say something about schools. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there are some schools where they've, like, banned black hairstyles because, Mm -hmm. you know they're too distracting or you know whatever it is ridiculous whatever excuse they give you know it's just another way to police Mm. different hairstyles that they don't that they don't like or they they don't understand nothing higher than a number two or whatever it is yes yeah well i mean there was a specific school in enfield which is up by where i live that um banned cane rows and yeah they banned cane rows and no braids and hair was not allowed to be longer than shoulder length was that for everybody? For everybody. But obviously, mm. banning cane roads and braids yeah. targets a very specific, specific group, um, yes. group of people. And, you know, plaits Let's be inclusive be... in our... Yeah, in our... Yeah, <laughs> Everyone in our just our has shaved hair. What, what yeah. was their um, reasoning for doing that? Um, I think it was just to ensure that the students looked uniformly tidy. Mm-hmm. And... You know, obviously they have a uniform in general, so they want the purpose of wearing a uniform is is to kind of supposedly to make everything equal. But if you have students with different hair textures and whatever and different needs in terms of their hair and their even their religion, then obviously a uniform levels the playing field somewhat, but you can't control how somebody's DNA makes their hair grow. Mm. And that's kind of another level. 
that yeah in Enfield as well in Enfield yes, yeah that's yeah. Surprise, isn't yes, it? yeah and, you know if it was somewhere in, in the, the middle bush. of you know <laughs> out of London but in Enfield wow yeah. but right I do know there. that in Africa a lot of schools um probably even up to today like a lot of schools mm. they do have this thing where you know everybody has to have short hair yes, yes. and it's usually it's because they're trying to make sure that people don't get it confused that this is still a child, it's not an adult, then right. it's not a fashion parade. Mm. That's a good point, because some hairstyles yeah. are more sort of adult, all the kind of yeah. the, the finger things and all that, and I just think, I don't want to see an 11-year-old with a with a finger wave down here. I, some of the girls in Croydon, I live in Croydon, yeah. so you see it all. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them, and you think, the time it must have taken to do all of this in the morning, like, you're going to school, so so there. So yeah, I, I kind of I am balanced on that. But kids want to flex anyway, don't they? Yeah, it, that, that's what it's all about when you're a teenager. Pushing the boundaries, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and expressing so. yourself. You know, exactly. when you're in a uniform, that is, you know, obviously you want to do something to show your <laughs> individuality. Exactly, mm. you know, or or fit in. Yeah, you know, it's, it goes either way, doesn't it? That's what school's all about. In a ponytail, and that was it. <laughs> Well, I used, I used to do a lot of different things with my hair. But, um, Regina, I want to come back to you and just ask you about, how, do you have younger clients? And are there kind of hairstyles, again, that say, you know, they want and then their parents come in and say no? Or, like, what's the... Um, I have I do have younger clients, um, pre-teen included. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to any form of service that would chemically alter the hair... Mm. That generally is a no until the age of 16 for okay. many reasons because insurance companies don't cover you. Really? Oh, oh yeah. You're wow. not, yeah. Okay. So Wait, if you go what? to a hair salon and you get your hair dyed or relaxed or curly perm, anything that's chemically going to alter the hair, yeah. you're not backed by your insurance company. Wow. So as a general rule, I've stuck to that. To protect yourself as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I mean, you know, when insurance companies come up with those kind of policies, there has to be a good reason. And a lot of the times these kids are still growing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and um, I do believe in preserving a child's innocence in respect to how they look. Yes. So I think the younger clients have had... They've usually come, gotten a treatment, their hair trimmed, you know, as you would. Um, occasionally, when they've got, you know, a special occasion, they'll get their hair blow-dried and straightened so that it's different to yeah. what they normally have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, but what I have seen is when they start reaching the age, like puberty age, and mm. then it's, it, it's really interesting to see this change yeah. of how they want to express themselves. So, like, I have one particular client... I've been doing her hair, I think, since she was about seven or eight. And um, she's got so much hair. (laughs) Like, she beats 90% of my adult clients with regards to how much hair she has on her head. (laughs) She had this, like, massive afro, and she hated it. She hated it. But you know what it was? I think a lot of it had to do with the mom didn't know how to handle it because there's so much of it. They didn't know how to care for it either. And it is tough if you don't know what what to do. And over the years... TLC required. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if nobody knows, and it's Mm. a lot of hair. So her mom used to take her to salons. They came from France. And in Paris, people, you know, people tortured this poor child because there was so much hair. And then eventually, um, when she started coming to me and she was just like, oh, you know, I hate my Afro. And she'd get all shy. And we used to tease her about it. Mm. Like, oh, look at your big Afro puff. But one thing I did is, even if I was teasing her about it, I'd always be like, look how big it is. Oh, my God, it's so cool. Like, wow, yeah, you right. know. Making okay. her feel confident. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine she got beat down a lot. Yeah. yeah. But over the years, what's happened is, like, one day when she was 10, all of a sudden, like, everybody almost fainted in the room. She was just like, I love my hair. We were like, what? Wow. <laughs> what yeah. happened, you know? Right. And she always wanted it straight, but we used to, obviously, as a child, she would get a cane road, special occasions, she'd have a blow dry. Mm-hmm. And now that she's 12, believe it or not, I'll go through the whole process of blow drying it and straightening it. And then after all that, she'll be like, can you braid my hair, please? I want my hair to be wavy. Oh. After all of that. After all of that. <laughs> so she's actually done like a full, full circle. circle. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's nice to see that she can appreciate... But she's learned how to look after it. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. is the key. It's a big, it's big the difference. Key. And that's the thing that when you grow up, particularly if you grow up in a very 
white environment, uh, you know, didn't necessarily have a lot of black friends, um, which I didn't at my particular school. Mm. Um, it was difficult to explain that to some of my friends, like, for example, when we went swimming in primary school. And I had to make sure that my hair was, you know, really looked yeah, after. Yeah. I couldn't just wet it in the shower like the others and just run out, you know. And I'm yeah, sort of, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to put in all these things on and they're like, oh, what's God. all these oils and this, that and the other. <laughs> and as a child, you know, you just want to kind of be like everyone else. You don't want to. Be, oh, well, this is a routine that I need to take. You know, at seven years old, yeah. I don't want to no, have a yeah. conversation. I just no. want to be like the rest of my friends and kind of go off and not have to make a fuss about it. Mm. I was lucky that my mum was very good at managing my hair and looking after it. But then as I got older, I think that's probably why I thought, do you know what, I'm going to go for the the, the, the simpler styles because it's, it's I find it too much for me to deal with because my hair is so thick. So, so, so. The way you're describing that little girl, yeah. that sounds like me when I was, you know, <laughs> you it, can was, relate. it was out yeah. <laughs> glorious it was though. great though yeah but it's hard great. work yeah it's, it's hard work, work. and yeah. to be fair yeah. i'd rather you know like you're saying i would rather relax my hair so that i can handle it mm. as opposed to some girls who will beat you down because oh, yeah. they are you know natural yeah. all the way or it's breaking but you look at them and you think did you really walk out of your house like that yeah yeah, yeah. well this is a this is an interesting interesting kind of segue because i mean we have certain cultural norms about how hair should look, right? Mm -hmm. So what is considered tidy mm. versus what is considered not tidy. And like even amongst different cultures, mm -hmm. that varies. So maybe for, you know, going back to this this H&M model, I think a lot of reading through the comments on this article, a lot of white people were just like, oh, but that's just Afro hair. Yeah. Right. And then... Lots of black people were like, uh, no, you need to take, like, you need to grease that, you need to take a comb to it. And it's just because they understood how to manipulate and how to, how, how hair can look, how Afro hair can look yeah. when it's properly treated, properly cared for, properly maintained. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's like a, a really interesting idea. Like, Annie, you know, you said that your mum kind of had a little bit of a meltdown when <laughs> you cut your hair. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more so, about that? So I had long curly hair for most of my life. Like, it was like sort of below my boobs, basically. Right. Um, uh, and yeah, for like most of my life. And then I got to age like 21 and I was like, oh, I'm fucking sick of this. I need to like do something because I felt quite like gagged, mm -hmm. basically. Um, because I didn't feel like I could like express myself. So I chopped it all off, basically. Um, got it sort of above my shoulders. Um, and my mum was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it looks, it looks lovely, but it's like, it, you know, don't go any shorter. And then, <laughs> and then I obviously like kept getting trims. And then like six months ago, I just like cut it to a pixie cut. And she was like, oh, you, you know, it, it suits you, but don't go any shorter. And then, and then I got like a um, not like a buzz cut, but it, I got it um, quite short, like at the back, at the nape of my neck. And she was like, "That is just too far. That is too far." <laughs> I know bastard. hair grows, but it's just too far. <laughs> Why do you think she had? She felt like it was too short. Well, there is a norm in our like community, like long hair is beautiful. You know, okay. long straight hair. Um, so, you know, maybe it's to do with that, to mm. be honest. And I just basically was sick of having that yeah, that kind of hair. So I wanted to break away. Because um, not many people in my family have, like, not many women in my family have short hair. My auntie does. And she was always, like, a sort of rebellious kind of person. So I think okay, it was always yeah. seen as, like, a rebellious action. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Going um, against the grain. Yeah, and I sort of feel like <clears throat> I'm bit of a rebel in my family anyway so I was like yeah I'm gonna do this right I'm gonna cut it haha <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's really interesting <laughs> though that like people kind of associate having short hair like on a woman with rebellion mm. and having long hair on a man with rebellion mm. yes yeah I got a lot of stick from yeah well, one of my brothers actually he was like mm, no I, I kind of did the I guess it was kind of a pixie cut and then for a few years I had it shaved on one side and he was like no, great back, sis. No, 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 great back. Yeah. No. Of course, <laughs> that I was what like, uh, like, no, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> West London. Yeah, right. he's around here, but um, <laughs> but no, he was just like, no, I, I just don't like that, and and it's true actually, and even on the men, and I've I've got to put my hand up and say that I'm not a massive fan of guys with long hair, 
just myself. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I just... Yeah, yeah. it's interesting because even my dad said, like, oh, don't get it too, uh, too short because you might look like a boy. There you go. Ah. You know, because people assume, uh, you know, one's sexuality like or a, one's gender oh, okay, yeah, or, you know, whatever sense, yeah. with the length of your fucking hair. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But that being said, it's not even been a hundred years since women have been wearing short hair mm. and it's accepted. Yeah. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. That's it's a really literally point. only, it happened, what, in the 20s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm. But, I mean, our society has advanced so quickly since then. So, you know, I would hope that... It's always moving around, though. Yeah. Because you mentioned a great point about... um, With that girl, the H&M girl, and how the comments that people were making. But what I found interesting, I've seen some black people be very critical of Afro hair. Mm. Whether it's, quote-unquote, tidy or not tidy, Mm. they, some black people, see natural hairstyles as somehow not being acceptable mm. in, 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 in some kind of way. I don't know if that's some weird form of inferiority complex or self-hate, internalised, whatever it is, but I have most definitely seen it. Have oh, you ever you know, asked Flatten them? down your hair or don't, don't, you know, you've got this bit coming out. What, why should you flatten down your hair? Our hair isn't <laughs> meant to be flattened down. Like, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. But have you ever asked anybody who's made that kind of comment why they feel that way? Um, I have done on comment threads. I know they say you should never go on oh, comment oh, threads. Oh, no. Don't, do don't do that. Do that. <laughs> don't feed the Why did don't I do, do it? The abuse I suffered Are after. you serious? Oh, oh, God. How dare you question me? I okay. bet you can't get a man. I was like, wow. Really? wow. Just asking you one question, love. But Don't okay. do it. Don't, don't so do it. So you just pull do back. It. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't ever go oh. in the comments. So it's not actually been somebody you know directly? Not someone that I know mm. directly, no. Um, what what I did find interesting, though. though, is the difference in different places. So in the US, it's a huge thing in the last few years when I've gone over there that a lot of, most of my black friends and family members wear their hair in some form of natural style. Whereas over here, a lot of my black friends tend to have weave or they may relax their hair don't know if there's anything in that or I don't know if you've noticed that on your travels Regina but have you noticed that there seems to be in the last I'd say maybe 10 years or or less there seems to be more of an embracing for black women of of wearing more natural hairstyles even the celebrities that you see Hollywood stars who would traditionally wear a wig or weave or, or straightened hair are going the other way now um, from a hairdressing point of view, it's actually quite interesting because, first of all, it's largely a trend. Mm. It starts off with a political, it, the, exactly the same thing happened, civil rights movement course, in yeah. the 50s and 60s. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody was wearing an afro. Like, it, mm. you know, people's, before that, people were straightening their hair thermically with the oven. The, the, the hot comb, yeah. The hot comb. People were relaxing <laughs> their Ooh, hair. Was <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm so scared Ouch. of those things. <laughs> people were relaxing their hair. And then all of a sudden, people were just like, you know what, we don't want to be oppressed anymore. We're going to embrace who we are. Mm. And then all of a sudden, the afro... People were like, we're going to stop all of that. We're going to embrace our hair. The reason it faded out is because it became a trend. And they didn't want to be a part of that kind of almost. So it traveled. Again, an act of rebellion. Yeah. It traveled to Europe. It traveled to Africa because the Afro hairstyle in itself is not African. Of course Mm. not. No. It, it was created in America. Mm, yeah. And apparently before that, it was Turkish women. There's a specific... Oh. Yeah, there's like a specific um, group of Turkish women who were cabaret dancers in New York. So I've read in my... Whilst researching this stuff. Yeah. And they were the first... They had really curly hair and they were the first to wear it out really big. And that was way before civil rights the movement. movement. And they and were entertainers. Right, okay. So they were actually the first people, so I've read, who okay. would wear their hair afro. Mm. So, you know, the people, and then, for example, when the afro was 
then a trend. Mm. Even Jewish people started wearing their hair afro. Oh, yes. They have curly hair, yes. so that was the birth of the Jufro. Then eventually the afro Jufro. gets abandoned. Love it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the afro gets abandoned and it gets replaced with things like braids and canaries and things like that. And mm. now for, fast forward, what, what are we, like 50 years on? Mm. You see exactly the same trend happening again where mm. people were just like, you know, Chris Rock did that documentary. Yes. Oh, good yeah. hair. Yeah. And I, then I did not watch it was hard watching. It's very interesting. But it was informative. It's very I don't know, it depends what side kind you're of. standing yeah. from. I don't like Chris Rock, so. Okay. Oh. I only <laughs> like him in Rush Hour. Her oh. eyes just went boom, what? He's <laughs> <laughs> not in Rush Hour, that's Chris Tucker. Oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> Oops, wrong Chris. Yeah, he's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Chris Rock from Madagascar. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love how we all had to all pause and think like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Chris Tucker. Sorry. Chris Tucker. Um, <laughs> so he did this documentary, and that documentary did it did something, you know. But I do think that he did it from a very commercial point of view. He didn't speak to enough hairstylists. He didn't speak mm. to enough professionals. You know, any professional that I know who's watched that documentary was just like, oh my god, mm. really? Yeah, okay. because there's a lot of stuff that came out in there. That was just like it's not accurate what you're doing. Okay. Can you give us an in example? What sense? Yeah. Yeah. That, that relaxer example. Yes, of course. Twenty four yeah. hours and the can of coke gets eaten up, but no mm. way. In even when you go to salons as a professional, and I see people leaving a relaxer on somebody's head for forty five minutes, I'm breaking out in a sweat. Right. Yeah. Yes. You know yeah. because technically fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. That's that Talk, max that's from the it, time yeah. you start. Right. No, even from, you know, and obviously every manufacturer has their differences, but mm. from the time you start, 20 minutes later, you need to be taking that off. And there's reasons wow. that these rules are put in place. Okay. These products have been commercialized so much, anyone can get their hand on it and anybody mm. can claim to be a hairdresser. Mm. That's the problem, isn't it? That's, and it's a big problem. And that's why mm. his that's documentary... Chemicals as well. Yeah, yeah but that's why, why his documentary, documentary became such a big hit because a lot of people could relate, but... If you can relate to something like that, you haven't been getting proper advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it yeah, does, yeah. definitely. And I think in terms of hairdressing and regulations and also the 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 specific policing of women and how they should have their hair, I think I found that documentary interesting just because watching it, I was just like, why is a... Not necessarily why as a man, but a man coming in and saying, yes, you know, oh, I'm not sure about this or I'm not sure about that. I understand it was his attempt to get it. But at the same time, this is a world, obviously, that he maybe ha might have a, a, a look into, mm. but he doesn't occupy. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't occupy that space. Mm. And so, like, if you're you as a man, I mean, maybe Cat Williams would be able to give us an idea about how he relaxes. <laughs> his you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, like he's 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 got he's doing that. But if you as a man have never had your hair manipulated in that sense, and then he's kind of making judgments about yeah, women who relax their gaze. hair. Yeah, it's from yeah. a very different gaze to say somebody who has been on like a na even you know a natural hair journey mm. from any any perspective. You know, people think that natural hair is just like you know spe specifically exclusive to um, black women. But actually, you see more and more white women now who have curly hair, yeah. Yeah. trying to embrace their natural texture, or saying, "I'm not going to dye my hair anymore. I'm I'm going to le let it go grey naturally, or I'm not going to, you know, colour it a different colour. I'm not going to go blonde just to, give, yeah, 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 match that gaze. Yeah. So I think it, it's a, I think when he made that documentary, he didn't necessarily think about how he was portraying it, as you say. I think when I he think made that documentary, he actually says that he's done this because he wants his daughters to grow up and have a certain image, a certain view of themselves and mm. not necessarily be like, I have to follow fashion and, you know, in order to be beautiful, I have mm. to relax my hair, which I can completely respect yeah. mm. because now that we've gone through this natural process, you know, and a lot of people are going natural, mm. I'd say... A lot of my people that I've seen around me, whether it's my clients or people I've just met, a lot of them didn't actually need to relax their hair. Yeah. They just could get it. They can get away with a blow dry. Mm -hmm. However, what I am noticing now and a lot of hair salons are noticing um, is that a lot of people are coming back for relaxes. Because what a lot of people have, yeah. And so for I, so I, I, I'm a consultant for a manufacturing company. Um, and... 
you know, for a while we had to like move away from the relaxers and our relaxer sales, they dropped and mm. it was just like, okay. And then, you know, everything we're doing was natural hair, natural hair, natural hair, natural hair. And now hairdressers are coming back and they're just, you know, five years down the line and they're just like, you guys have given us so much information about natural hair, mm. but we've got clients coming to get virgin relaxers and we don't know where to start. And I think a lot of this is, you know, people didn't realize what a commitment natural hair is. Yes. It is. It's good to look at, you know, somebody on YouTube and be like, oh my God, look at those lashes. That's amazing. But she's probably done 10 takes before putting that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And this is like this false advertising. Because the judgment is so real. Why don't you just have it? Why don't you don't deal with it on a daily basis. Yeah. You don't know how hard it is yeah. to manage. So please don't judge me for how I want to have my hair. Exactly. Thank you to hear a professional, someone who's worked in the business, to say that. You know, because we all have different... Black women have different textures of hair. There's not one standard Afro hair. No. You know, so even that in itself. Yeah. Mm. Some are more easy to manage than others. People just... It's if you can invest that time and that energy in it. Yeah. And you're willing to do it. Personal choice. Exactly. Wow. individuality yes <laughs> that's what hair's all about right yeah. absolutely so on that note um i just want to round up and ask this question who who like what celebrity or whatever do you look at and you think i really love that hairstyle but i would never wear it Ooh. zoe kravitz she's got this really nice pixie cut yeah. at the moment yeah looks great I think she's, she's got a tiny face as well. She does. But I don't know. Worried about my mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What would you say? <laughs> you have to ease her into it, I think. Well, Just yeah, gradually. this is what I'm doing yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Just gradually. <laughs> yeah. Just gradually. Okay, that's, so. who, that's who I'd say. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh I don't know. Um, maybe Brandy. Back in the day, in the 90s, when I used to follow her, she had amazing braids that looked yes. really good and really suited her. I've tried, doesn't quite suit my my face, so I'm not sure I would go for it myself, but I think if braids are done really well, they can look absolutely amazing. So yeah, Mm. love Brandy. Mm. So mine would be um, that J-Lo, like honey blonde, kind of wavy look. My hair's never gonna do that. Like I'm, I'm not even I'm, I'm not even invested in taking the time to straighten it because by the time I've I've gotten it straight at the ends the top is curling and it's just a mission. But I love the way it looks. So yeah, that mine would be J Lo. That kind of look. What about you, Regina? I don't think I have anybody to be honest with really? you because I know all the secrets. <laughs> right. I love it. Somebody going. Mm. <laughs> that and that's not all you know um but okay. what i do admire is people for versatility and i think somebody if i had to look at somebody and say that's actually an iconic person in my eyes it would actually be rihanna because yes. she has done everything, everything. she's yes. experimented with everything. she's not afraid and i even me as a hairdresser there are certain hairstyles that i'd be like no uh-uh, no this is not gonna happen on me but Agent i think Queen. to be able to have the confidence to yeah. wear anything however you want whatever color whatever yeah. style and to just, you mm. know and it, it it might not necessarily be a hairstyle that sets a trend but it's the fact that she can she's walk out wear it. wear it fair play to her and yeah. she's wearing she's wearing it you know mm. it's, yeah it's not yeah. wearing her yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. she, she's Love confident, it. and I think that's amazing. Yeah, goals. Yes. Shout out to you, Riri. Goals. Okay, well, if you have any opinions on hair, let us know. We are at Women of Power UK on Instagram. Hashtag The Conversation Podcast. Conversation spelt C-O-N-V-E-H-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N. Thank you for joining me, ladies, today. Find you. Yeah, where can we find you, Regina? All right, yeah. Um, so, I'm on Instagram. It is... Regina Mason, so it's R-E-G-I-N-A-M-E-E-S-E-N. That was, yeah. Thanks, Regina. No, and thank thanks, you. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's us signing off. Say goodbye. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.